The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Betting across America comes to you from across America. It is Adam Candy in Las Vegas and Scott Seidenberg from the East Coast as we get you ready for an NFL preseason contest between a bunch of quarterbacks that you have not seen. But we do have some trends you might be interested in that would still get you to bet on this game. Uh, Panthers and the Colts starting in just a little bit. Full slate of Major League Baseball. And to get into that, it's a Cardi party. Starting in just about 45 minutes, Derek Cardi will be with us. VEASAN contributor and uh, analytics guy for Major League Baseball. Gave you some winners yesterday. Not as many winners as Scott Seidenberg has going, but he did have some games for you to make a little bit of money on yesterday. Uh, so that's coming up in just a little while. Lots of action in Major League Baseball yesterday having an effect on the odds as we look forward to division races, as we look forward to both AL and NL pennant and World Series futures. Some contenders starting to make themselves known and a couple of divisions where we still don't know a whole lot at all, uh, Scott. So Let's start there. Let's start with some division talk, and we'll go to the National League East where I th- we still don't know what's going on. We really don't. Uh, the New York <laughs> Mets have blown a couple of opportunities to keep themselves in the race over the last couple of days. They've had opportunities against the Los Angeles Dodgers, have not been able to get the job done. The Philadelphia Phillies and the uh, Atlanta Braves continue to be right out at the top. 
this division is open. This division is for the taking here at the moment. Scott, uh, let's get a look at the most updated odds in the National League East. The Philadelphia Phillies plus 155. The Atlanta Braves plus 160. The New York Mets are plus 210. Uh, yesterday when we talked about this, we focused on the Mets injuries. We focused a little bit on the Braves. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Phillies who have Aaron Nola on the mound today against Sonny Gray. Nola kind of a dark horse for Cy Young with his teammate Zach Wheeler out front in the NL Cy race here at the moment. Uh, the Phillies went and shored up their bullpen at the trade deadline with Ian Kennedy at the back. They add Kyle Gibson as sort of an innings eater. Uh, give me a diagnosis on the Philadelphia Phillies and what you think of their ability to not only to win the division, whether or not they have the ability to make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know about making noise in the playoffs. You know, Wheeler and Nola are a great one-two, but no real confidence in anybody beyond that. Uh, and then, you know, they're going to need Kennedy to be strong in the back end of their bullpen. Uh, they're not confident if uh, you know Hector Neris has to come in and, and give them some quality outs. Um, their offense is capable of competing with anybody, especially in that hitter-friendly ballpark of Citizens Bank. So, uh, should they get a home game in the wild card? You know, if they are the the well, they're not going to be a wild card, but because uh, the wild card is going to come out of the National League, but uh, it's going to come out elsewhere, NL West, and maybe the Central. We'll see, but I, I'm not just sold on them making any noise. I still like the Braves as opposed to them winning the division, uh, but this lineup certainly can score with the best of them in Major League Baseball, and what's not to like about Joe Girardi? Yeah. Yeah, what's not to like? Uh, Aaron Nola is on the hill against Sonny Gray today. Uh, minus 134 on Nola, plus 124 coming back on Sonny Gray. Total eight is uh, juiced to, uh, well, I was going to say, depends on the spot. Over, under, depends on where you get it at the moment. But low-ish total with a couple of good starters on the mound. Uh, you had an interesting angle on this game. We talked about it earlier when it comes to Sonny Gray. Yeah, it's so random, right? Like every time Sonny Gray, the, every time the Reds lose a game in which Sonny Gray pitches, they also lose the next game that he pitches. They lose back-to-back Sonny Gray starts, but then they don't lose a third one in a row. So go look at every single game that the Reds have lost with Sonny Gray pitching. They also lose the next game. So they always lose two in a row. Uh, if you want to back that trend again, then go with the Phillies because they just lost. The Reds did the last time. Sonny Gray pitched for them. This would be the second consecutive. Sonny Gray has not had luck on his side of late. His home run to fly ball percentage is up at 21. He has a 750 ERA in 24 innings over the last 30 days. But if you adjust for fielding, if you adjust for home run rate, uh, his ERA should be about half of that right now. So potentially uh, a little bit of value on Sonny Gray and the Reds as a dog in this spot. Of course, Aaron Nola uh, is outstanding as the number two pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. Should be a good one from Citizens Bank today. Feasons betting across America is live from Las Vegas and the tri-state area as we get you ready for Major League Baseball. Not only the games on the slate today, we have some games that matter in division races and in the wild card as well. But talk about the races for the divisions in terms of the odds. Uh, the Phillies are at about a 48% chance to win the NL East. The Braves are at about a 38% chance. And then uh, the Mets move on from there at about uh, a little less than 20%. So for the New York Mets, those injuries continue to take their toll. 
the other division that is highly competitive is out this way. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. The Dodgers have bumped back ahead, Scott, after the Giants took over yesterday. Dodgers minus 115, Giants plus 105. The Padres, I mean, at one point they were in this division race. They're not 40 to 1 uh, to win the National League West. Uh, the Dodgers have won in extra innings on back to back days. They throw Max Scherzer out there on Sunday night baseball tonight against Carlos Carrasco. Scherzer uh, is the favorite in that game. Depends on where you get it. I believe minus 165 uh, up to minus 170. Carrasco coming back plus 152. Seven and a half is juiced to the over. Uh, I know you're a believer in the Giants uh, overall. Here's Scott. What do you think about this Dodgers team? Uh, what do you think about Max Scherzer coming over and trying to solidify this rotation? We still don't know when Clayton Kershaw is coming back, and we know mm -hmm. that they don't have Trevor Bauer. They don't have Mookie Betts. Cody Bellinger really hasn't been himself uh, since coming back off that injury. Yeah, but they still have the most talented roster in Major League Baseball, right? So uh, when when the guys come back healthy, uh, they are the best team. Uh, Trey Turner was a big acquisition for them as well, and getting Seager back, and they're just they're they're loaded. They're absolutely loaded. Uh, I, look, there's nothing to not like about this Dodgers team, but when you compare them to the Giants, these teams will play three games against each other in the first week of September, but those three games are going to be in San Francisco, so I do give the Giants a little bit of an advantage in that series. The Giants have a four-game lead in this division, and if they can take two out of three from the Dodgers, well, that lead is going to increase. Uh, if they lose two out of three, it's, you know, it's not as bad as being swept, obviously. Obviously, those games are just going to be so important, but I give the Giants a slight edge because they'll be at home. The Dodgers, they're going to run through the remainder of their schedule, and they're going to you know, be, have the second most wins in the National League, but I still think they'll fall behind this Giants team, and if you're going to give me the plus money on the Giants to win the division when they have a four-game lead right now, I'm still going to take it. I still don't think there's a reason why the Dodgers should be favored over the Giants right now. I would love to have gotten this uh, back when it was even just a week ago, uh, plus 250 or so on the Giants to win the division. It's really tightened up by Fangraph's odds. 57% on the Dodgers to win this division, 42% on the Giants, and I think that's in large part based on strength of schedule for what the teams have left. Sure, Dodgers, sure. About uh, 504 Giants plus uh, are at 520, but understand exactly where you're coming from, uh, Scott, because the Giants have obviously proven what they can do throughout this season. They have the lead in the division, and uh, without all of those head-to-head -head games to make a difference, it's a lot harder for the Dodgers yeah. to be able to come and from behind. Think about this at the end of the season, right? The, the the Giants are going to be playing the Padres, who could have a slot in that wild card game already locked up, and they're going to want to set their pitching rotation so that they can throw out, you know, the guy that they want, whether it's Darvish or Musgrove or whoever, in that wild card game. So they could maybe, you know, rest a guy or two in their starting lineup. They could certainly have just guys come in to eat up innings, you know, uh, with September call-ups and whatnot, uh, just so they can make sure that they're ready for that wild card game. There's going to be maybe nothing for the Padres to play for, so it may look like a challenging series for the Giants now, but when we get there, it might not mean anything. 
Uh, we shall see. The Padres need to get things together now uh, in order for that to be the case. At the moment, if you look at strength of schedule remaining in the major leagues, the Padres play the most difficult schedule in the majors coming home, and the Reds, who are two games behind them in the loss column, play the easiest schedule in the majors. So, Scott, you might be right, and it might be flipped on its head. It might be that the Padres don't have anything left to play for because they <laughs> might not be in the wild card at that point. They might be done uh, the way things line up. So, could be... Your way could be my way. could be both ways that the Padres don't have anything going for them. But that National League West race is kind of down to two teams at this point with the Giants and with the Dodgers. All right, let's flip over and talk a little bit uh, on the AL side because we still have a race in the American League West. Uh, the standings suggest something different than the odds do though, Scott, because there is a lot more belief in the market in the Houston Astros than there is in the Oakland Athletics. Uh, the Astros at 70 and 46 are two and a half games in front of the Oakland A's, and yet the Astros are minus 600 to win the division, 500 in some spots. Uh, the A's out to plus 425. That's the highest price you can get on them, down as low as 350 in some places. Um, We've talked about the A's as a team we're both looking at today in particular against the Texas Rangers, but uh, do you think that these odds are too long on the A's to potentially win the division? Yeah, I do, but it's it's a, it's the A's have to stay alive until they get to those final, you know, 6-9 games of the season because they'll play the Astros 6 out of their final 9-10 games. So they have two series against the Astros where that division could be won in those 6 games. But let me read it off to you right now. This is why those odds are as drastic as they are. These are the teams that the A's will have to face leading up to that series at the end of the season against the Astros, White Sox, Giants, Yankees, Blue Jays, White Sox. Uh, those are challenging series against the top teams in Major League Baseball. So that's why you're seeing those odds be as high as they are for the A's to win the division. Well, it gets pretty soft coming in for the Astros as well. The easiest remaining schedule by strength of schedule in the American League for the Houston Astros, I, I will tell you, this is an anecdotal thing. Uh, one of my co-hosts on another network is a huge Astros fan, and he is concerned about the fact that they haven't played well against the bad teams. Uh, they got swept by the Tigers earlier in the year. They got swept by the Orioles earlier in the year. So maybe uh, more than meets the eye when it comes to the schedule on the Astros side of things, at least. Uh, there is no questioning the challenge for the Oakland A's, as you just mentioned, coming in. Things are going to get quite difficult for the A's. Uh, let's take a look at some of the award races in Major League Baseball. There are still a couple that I think are fascinating to talk about. Uh, you and I spent a little bit of time yesterday on the National League. Cy Young, Zach Wheeler, Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, all at the top of the board in the discussion. Wheeler is plus 175. Walker Bueller, 3-1. to one, Corbin Burns, 330. And Brandon Woodruff, his teammate, at 6-1. to one. Uh, Scott, I think it's pretty clear that Zach Wheeler has the the path to make it clear that he is the guy because of the fact that if the Phillies win that division, people are going to be mm -hmm. looking for a reason to vote for someone from the Phillies, whether it's Bryce Harper for MVP, whether it's Zach Wheeler for Cy Young. Uh, his peripherals are pretty darn good. Uh, are you a believer in Zach Wheeler at the top of the board? 
Yeah, look, he leads the strikeouts in the National League, so that's certainly something that's going to be like an attractive stat for people to look at. Um, he, The ERA can get better. You know, it's not approaching Walker Bueller status, but uh, it can get better if he has a couple of outings like he just had. So I think Wheeler is an attractive bet for the reasons that you mentioned. If the, if the Phillies go on to win this division and he's the reason why, pitching in big games down the stretch, that's certainly going to be enough to maybe push him over the top. Right now, I lean Walker Bueller, and I think it's Walker Bueller's award to lose. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think Zach Wheeler could certainly make a, make a push here. I think you're going to find out a lot about the awards electorate this year and how far or how far they haven't come with the use of analytics. Uh, if you get into the deep numbers on this, Corbin Burns has been absolutely dominant Uh, he's had a few bad Mm. games mixed in there but Corbin Burns has been absolutely outstanding this year a fielding independent pitching number of 1.52 no one is even close in Major League Baseball uh, to Corbin Burns he's produced the highest war of any pitcher in the league but when you look at the 223 ERA and you look at the fact that he's only thrown 121 innings you're going to look at Zach Wheeler and as you said he leads Major League Baseball uh, I should say leads the National League in strikeouts and you're going to look at Walker Bueller and you're going to see performances like he had yesterday where he's been completely dominant uh, but Bueller his FIP is roughly a run higher than his ERA he's had some luck on his side overall so Going by a lot of the traditional stats, I think Wheeler and Bueller, like you were talking about with Bueller in particular, are going to be right up there. I think the Saberheads are probably going to lean a little bit more mm-hmm. toward Corbin Burns, and that's why this thing is so wide open uh, here at the moment. On the American League side, this is another one where I just I don't necessarily understand how the market has moved the way that it is. Maybe you can explain it to me. Uh, Lance Lynn <laughs> is minus 225 to win the American League Cy Young from the Chicago White Sox. Garrett Cole is plus 325. Carlos Rodon, currently on the IL for the White Sox, is at plus 750. Only guy close beyond that is Robbie Ray from the Toronto Blue Jays at 12 to 1. Uh, let me just ask you about Lynn and Cole at the top first. Uh, do you think that this is appropriate? with the split between these two guys in terms of how far behind Lance Lynn Garrett Cole is. No, I don't. Uh, I'm not blown away by Lance Lynn. I, I, I watching him this year. I'm just like, uh, I, I'm still kind of thinking like why I understand the ERA is low and, uh, but to me, he doesn't look like the most dominant pitcher in the American league. Uh, whereas when Garrett Cole's on, He's the most dominant pitcher besides Jacob DeGrom in baseball. Uh, That's how good he's capable of being. He's had some rough uh, outings and I just think that when it comes down the stretch, if Garrett Cole has a couple of these dominant outings in games that are going to matter for the Yankees playoff race, that could sway some people. Much like you talked about Zach Wheeler going to get some votes if he leads the Phillies to a division title. If Garrett Cole pitches the Yankees into a postseason spot, he's going to get votes over Lance Lynn. And maybe Rodon takes away votes from Lance Lynn because I don't know if they're going to, you know, two guys on the same team, how that's going to work. But uh, I just, I look at Lance Lynn, great season. Okay. You know, he, he wearing that old timey uniform during the field of dreams game, just kind of looked like a throwback player with his belly and whatnot. But I, I don't see him as being the most dominant pitcher in the American league. Gave up four runs to the Yankees in that field of dreams game that obviously got wild at the end. This is another case to me 
of traditional versus Saberhead. Uh, Garrett Cole has actually had some pretty bad home run luck relative to the rest of the league this year and has had some starts like the one in Boston where he gave up three homers that I think have stood out to people. If Garrett Cole comes back off the COVID list, and as you mentioned, Scott, is dominant down the stretch, if the Yankees ultimately sneak their way into the wild card and Garrett Cole is part of the reason, you're going to be happy you got plus 325 on Garrett Cole because even despite this COVID absence, he has still thrown more innings this year than Lance Lynn has. Lance Lynn has a 226 ERA and a 388 expected fielding independent pitching. So basically, he's had a lot of luck on his side and he has had a abnormally high strand rate as in he has left a lot of runners on base that he is not necessarily deserved to. His home run to fly ball rate is well below the league average. There's some regression built into Lance Lynn that you might see down the stretch. Also, because of the fact that the White Sox are not going to be facing a race for anything other than home field, they might not throw Lance Lynn a whole lot. Those might be some five-inning starts for Lance Lynn down the stretch, whereas the Yankees are going to have to ride Garrett Cole maybe seven, eight innings a start. The strikeout numbers are going to build up. Mm-hmm. I love where you're coming from with that, Scott, talking about Garrett Cole and what he might mean to the Yankees down the stretch. Yeah, and that's exactly the bottom line. And you mentioned it with Wheeler as well, which could be the reason why Wheeler wins this award. Uh, It's a voted-on award. These writers are going to be swayed, and they're going to be swayed by what they saw. You know, what have you done for me lately? And maybe seeing Garrett Cole throw eight shutout innings or a complete game in a a late-season start that gives the Yankees the second wild card or the first wild card and home field advantage in the wild card game is certainly going to resonate with the writers rather than seeing Lance Lynn throw five innings in kind of a blah start that doesn't mean anything and just kind of saving him to start game one of the American League Division Series. Quick pieces of news from the NFL before we get a little more baseball talk. Uh, according to the uh, the Adam Schefter Twitter feed, Jordan Love's MRI comes back clean. Uh, Nothing wrong with his shoulder after he came out of that game yesterday. So we will continue to see Jordan Love to some degree in the preseason for the Green Bay Packers. I was going to switch next to the rookie of the year odds, but I'm noticing that some books have taken them down even over the last half hour or so. So we'll skip that and go over to the MVP race. There is no race in the American League, so we'll talk about the National League. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is minus 115. Bryce Harper is plus 250. Max Muncy, the only guy with odds anywhere in the ballpark at 5-1. to one. Uh, Let's talk about Bryce Harper's candidacy because we talked about Fernando Tatis Jr. yesterday. Uh, Bryce Harper at plus 240 is having a season uh, to be remembered. However, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has the better numbers, but you have the health question in here, right? Is Fernando Tatis Jr. going to be on the field all the way through the rest of the year? How do you handicap this one? I think it's for the same reasons that you kind of talked about with Zach Wheeler. Bryce Harper's going to have an impact uh, on this Phillies team as they progress towards, you know, the end of the season. And so, look, it's going to be a divisional race, right? They're 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 right there in in the thick of things. And if Bryce Harper has a couple of these big games, a couple of these big home runs, um, you're going to see him get some votes. It's the health issue is going to be the reason why I think people push Harper over the edge over Tatis. Tatis missing time. His team might be falling out of the playoff race. Uh, Bryce Harper, though, has been in the lineup every single day, and uh, if he has a couple of big home runs, a couple of big performances, could be the spark that they need, and, and Bryce will win the award. 
I think there are reasons to take some shots down the board here uh, as well. We'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. There's a guy you've mentioned as a potential candidate. There are also uh, there's some guys from a team that is making noise right here down the stretch that has the easiest schedule in baseball coming home. More from the NFL and MLB when we come back here on Visa. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Football season just around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Beeson's betting across America continues here from Las Vegas and the tri-state area. Adam Candy and Scott Seidenberg. Uh, we were talking some baseball before the break, and we're getting back to that in just a moment. Let's update you on the Wyndham Championship from the PGA Tour, where if you love chaos, you're going to love what's going on <laughs> in Greensboro, North Carolina right now. This leaderboard is all over the place. You have four players tied for the lead at 15 under Siwoo Kim, Adam Scott, Kevin Na, Russell Henley. You have another five players, one stroke back. Webb Simpson has put himself back in a discussion at the course where he is so good. Uh, Kevin Streelman, Justin Rose, Roger Sloan, Kevin Kisner, all at 14 under. Now, Simpson and Streelman both in the clubhouse, so unlikely to factor in here at the end. But Siwoo Kim is also in with a 64. Adam Scott is on the 18th. Kevin Nas at the 17th. Russell Henley, who has been the wire-to-wire leader up until this point, is at 16. Your most updated odds, Russell Henley plus 220. Uh, the Las Vegan, Kevin Na at plus 350. Kevin Kisner at 4-1. to one. Roger Sloan, 5-1. to one. Siwoo Kim, 6-1. to one. Adam Scott, 7-1. to one. Uh, Again, Golf outright betting is wild, uh, and you are obviously going to be on the roller coaster, probably into a playoff here down the stretch unless someone comes in hot on the last couple of holes. Back over at Major League Baseball, all right, the book that I had been looking at had pulled the Rookie of the Year odds, Scott, but there are some still on the board, and we'll use those to discuss the American League Rookie of the Year, which is the more competitive of the two. Last year's playoff wrecking ball, Randy Arozarena of the Tampa Bay Rays is plus 170 and the favorite to win American League Rookie of the Year. If you're wondering how, he didn't have enough at-bats last year to qualify and pass rookie limits when he came back in September from having been on the COVID IL for most of the regular season that was shortened last year. Adolis Garcia, who's had a great year for the Texas Rangers, is at, uh, let's see here, plus 275. Uh, Rosarena on our graphic at plus 225. Uh, Luis Garcia has been an outstanding young starter for the Houston Astros. He's plus 350. Akil Badu from the Tigers at 750. Uh, do you have any strong feelings about the American League Rookie of the Year? I, I would lean Adolis Garcia. He's been she's been really good for this Texas Rangers team, which has you know uh, seemingly kind of given up on the season, but. As uh, as you know, we talked about yesterday. Despite the fact that they traded away Joey Gallo, this is still a very good offensive hitting team, and uh, Adolis Garcia is a very big reason why. So I, I would like I would favor him over Randy Orozarena. Uh, no disrespect to Orozarena, but uh, I don't consider him a rookie because we we seen him uh, in uh, extended uh, innings last year. But I would go with Adolis Garcia. He's had a tremendous season for a very bad team. If you watch Major League Baseball on MLB uh, TV, 
and they put those little highlight packages uh, in between yes. the innings. You see Randy Arozarena roughly 17 times a game, uh, <laughs> whether he was wrecking the Yankees or wrecking the Astros. Uh, he has been very good over the last month or so, and if he continues to put up those numbers down the stretch, the Rays don't have another award candidate. You might see some uh, voters gravitate toward wanting to give him that award. Uh, we shall see. On the National League side, Jonathan India from the Reds is minus 225. Trevor Rogers, uh, the all-star starter for the Miami Marlins, plus 150. Uh, NL, any leans there for you, Scott? Uh, no, I mean, India is very worthy of the award. Trevor Rogers, man, he's been he's been very, very good for that Marlins team. Marlins has some really good young arms. So the future is bright for Miami. Jonathan India had one rough stretch in round about May and then has been like a house of fire for this Reds team that has made a charge in the standings in the wild card to just two back of the San Diego Padres. If the Reds are even competitive down the stretch and they have the easiest schedule in Major League Baseball coming in, if they're even mildly in that race, I think Jonathan India wins this running away. And as I was talking about MVP earlier, Joey Votto is a very, very long shot for NL MVP. Check the numbers uh, on Joey Votto. If the Reds make a real push and he has some guys fall down the board, he's 35 to 1. It's not the worst lottery ticket you could throw out there. When we come back, more from the NFL Major League Baseball. Derek Carty joins us in 15 minutes here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Season has kicked off. It is the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team, advanced stats, power ratings, best bets on season win totals, plus division finishes and player awards. The guide's only 20 bucks. Discounts are available when you buy the NFL and College Guide together. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. This is VEASAN's Betting Across America here on the Sports Betting Network. Scott Seidenberg with me, Adam Candy. I will waste no time because, Scott, we get to do one of my favorite things on this network and play NFL player comparison game show here. Britton Hess has come up with a brilliant segment that I love being able to take part in. These three quarterbacks are on new teams this year. Scott, you have the challenge first of ordering them from who is going to have the most passing yards with their new team to who is going to have the least passing yards with their new team. Your options are Ryan Fitzpatrick with the WFT, Sam Darnold in Carolina, or Jared Goff with your Detroit Lions. Go for it. I'll go Fitzpatrick one, Goff two, and Darnold three. Why in particular do you think Fitzpatrick with that Washington team? 
Terry McLaurin, uh, they got some good weapons on the outside uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a smart quarterback, plus he's a slinger at sometimes, um, and he'll take a chance down the field. Uh, I just like the weapons they have on offense uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick to, you know, have throw have some pretty big games. Uh, as far as the golf goes, the Lions are, you know, going to be in contention with the uh, with the Texans for the worst record in the National Football League. So uh, they're going to be trailing in every game. And then I'll go with Darnold. Um, third, because uh, they're going to rely on the run game a lot as well. So I don't see Donald having uh, more passing yards than the other two. Ooh, this is not an easy one. I could I could see myself getting all three of these wrong, but I will stick <laughs> with you and go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he was the perfect addition to this Washington team. Curtis Samuel, in a piece of news, actually, just came off the pup list today as he came over from the Carolina Panthers. He is a great versatile weapon to add in with McLaurin, with Antonio Gibson, with McKissick. I think the Washington football team is going to have a much better offense this year. Uh, I'll go Fitzpatrick first. I actually am going to go Darnold second. I think there's a belief in the market in Joe Brady being able to help out Sam Darnold, and I think their weapons are better than what is in Detroit. The Detroit line is better than Carolina's line, but I, I think that the uh, the Jared Goff hate is strong among the people. All right, let, let's bring it up here. <laughs> what, what's it going to be? Who is our number one guy on this list? Britton Hess reveals it to us. Uh, it is Jared Goff. Well, Jared Goff. Uh, it's like those those old paste salsa commercials. New York City. Jared Goff <laughs> at thirty nine ninety five. Sam Donald thirty nine fifty. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, 3,900. So not a lot of separation uh, between these guys, but Scott, apparently there's some belief that Jared Goff is going to have to sling it a lot for Detroit to be uh, even competitive in any games. Yeah, well, it's like I said, they're going to be losing in every game, and uh, they're they're going to be in contention for the worst record in the league. So uh, they're going to be trailing a lot. So that's why Goff's going to be passing a lot. Keep this in mind. Uh, Detroit might be so far behind in some of these games that Jared Goff might get pulled. So that's part of the reason I would be a little scared of that one. Uh, Let's go to the Steelers. They're wide receivers. Who's going to have the most receiving yards? Who's going to have the least? Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson. Order these guys from most to least. Claypool one, Johnson two, Juju three. Uh, I'm big on Claypool this year. I think he's going to have a monster season for them. Uh, Love me some Chase Claypool in daily fantasy and season-long fantasy. Go after him. He's going to be a a big reason for the Steelers' success this year. And then Juju's really, you know, he's established himself now as a possession guy. I don't think he's really that deep threat. I think Johnson's a guy that has more home run ability than Juju. So uh, I'm going to go in that order. So Chase one, and then we'll go Johnson two and Juju three. I have nothing intelligent to add to that uh, beyond what you said, because you hit all the high points. Uh, I will stick with your order and Britain can now tell us just how wrong we are. As we see them pop up here across the screen, Johnson, Claypool two, Juju three. Wow. They're really buying the, uh, the Deontay Johnson deep threat here. Uh, Chase Claypool at 900. Over, over on Claypool. Yes. He's going to have a thousand yards this year. Over on Claypool. Remember, this is a 17th game in here, too. I know I know Pittsburgh wants to run the ball. I know they drafted Najee Harris somewhat inexplicably in the first round. This offensive line is terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to throw the ball in order to succeed. I know they don't want Ben throwing it 60 times again, but they're going to have to. All right. Market, catch up. Chase Claypool, 900. Uh, Scott likes the over, and I'm with him on that. Which of these quarterbacks is going to run for the most yards this year? 
two that I think we think of as running quarterbacks and one that we don't, but he's a guy who loves to use his wheels as well. Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray from the Eagles and the Cardinals. And then Josh Allen, Mr. Red Zone threat himself for the Buffalo Bills. Who's going to have the most rushing yards? Uh, The trend last year was betting on Kyler Murray over rushing yards in every single game until the market finally caught up. But the number was just so low every single week, and he eclipsed it every week. So you just kept on betting it. So I'll go Kyler 1, Josh Allen 2, and Jalen 3. Jalen's a guy that can run the football, but that's not his go-to. And I think that he's smart enough to know when to use his legs but not rely on his legs. You know, he can escape the pocket and take off, but he's not looking to do that. He's he's more of a looking to pass the football. So I'm going to go with him being the, the least of these three. And Josh Allen, just a very talented runner. But uh, I would go Murray one, Allen two, Hurts three. Josh Allen for me is going to be number three because I look at this category and I say, which team is going to design runs for the quarterback? It's not just about scrambles, right? Which team is going to actually intend to run the quarterback some amount? And there is no way uh, with the contract that the Buffalo Bills just handed Josh Allen, they're going to spend a lot of time (laughs) trying to use his legs instead of his arm. He will, of course, use his legs to get some first downs and in the red zone. Uh, I'll go Kyler Murray, too, on this because – I think ultimately Cliff Kingsbury needs to open up this offense to the pass just a little bit more. Jalen Hurts is going to have to do everything for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in order for them to succeed this year. Let's throw it up there. How wrong am I this time? Come on. Am I wrong again? Kyler Murray, number one, Jalen Hurts, number two, Josh Allen, number three, Kyler at 675, Jalen Hurts at 650, Josh Allen down at 500. Any bets you like there? Uh, Over on Murray, under on Hurts. Okay, on, over on 675.5 for Kyler Murray, under on Jalen Hurts for 650. Uh, I'd have to dig in a little bit more just to the eye test. Under on Josh Allen would be one I've been looking at uh, on 500 as well. When we come back, Derek Cardi likes five dogs today. I like all dogs, to be honest with you. But baseball dogs is what we're talking about here with Derek Cardi, VEASAN contributor, analytics guy. is going to get you ready for the Major League Baseball slate. Of course, we have a number of games underway. He's got some plays for you later on as well. It's Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer heats up, so do the, does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VEASAN1000, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in MLB, MLS, and more sports from around the globe. When you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. From breathtaking goals to colossal home runs, the king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today. Go to BetMGM.com. Enter bonus code VEASAN1000, not 100, 1000, to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Trust me, the sign-up process will be a lot smoother than me trying to talk about it. Betting Across America live here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com with Scott <laughs> Seidenberg. I'm Adam Candy. We've got you covered from coast to coast uh, the Panthers and the Colts underway in the NFL in the one preseason game that we have going today. And Major League Baseball, of course, all the 1 p.m. first pitches are underway as well. With that much baseball going on, I'm using it again. We're going into the Cardi party. Derek Cardi is joining us to talk about MLB, his best bets of the day. Um, 
Derek, I know you didn't expect Tyler Gilbert to throw a no-hitter, but you certainly did have the Diamondbacks <laughs> plus 180 uh, yesterday, and you're back on some dogs here today with your best bets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going right back to the well. I think Arizona is once again, you know, probably the best value on the slate as of right now or one of them. They're just, you know, they're they're not as bad as people think. I said it yesterday. There's a lot of underdogs, especially right now, post-trade deadline, where the, the, the odds are just in their favor. You know, they're they're unlikely to win, but when they do win, the payout that you're going to get is going to make it worthwhile. Today, they're rolling out Zach Gallen, who's one of the, you know, probably one of the best 25 or 30 pitchers in baseball, and, and they're still an underdog. And, yeah, their offense isn't great, but – I think there's plenty of value here. The you know the money line I'm seeing plus 140, 145-ish, and uh, that that's easily good enough odds for me. Derek, you got to walk me through this uh, Rangers pick that you like today because my favorite play of the day is actually the A's on the team total. They've scored six or more in six of their last seven games. Colby Allard in three games against the A's this year has allowed 11 runs on six home runs in just 18 innings. He's allowed 10 home runs in his last six starts. No one in Major League Baseball has allowed more home runs over the past two seasons than Colby Allard. Um, Why do you like the Rangers here with this plus money value? Uh, it's, I think it's a lot of what you just said. Like all that stuff is really scary. And when better see that they say, well, how can I possibly bet on the Rangers? Because Allard has been, you know, so bad lately. He's been so bad against the, the A's. The A's have been doing so well lately. Um, the thing is though, um, when you really study this type of stuff, that type of thing doesn't tend to be very predictive. Um, what a pitcher has done against a team in the past, you know, is kind of just, uh, you know, superfluous, uh, superfluous. Um, so I think, I think a lot of that is just playing into the odds and the odds are, are too low. Like, yes, they are, um, unlikely to actually win this game, but they are more likely than, than the odds give them, you know, the, the odds imply they have maybe a 32% chance to win. And my model says they have a 38% chance to win. So that's, mm. that's edge. So I, I have no problem betting, betting games like that. Yeah. So you play it like, like if it was, plus 170 it's not as attractive as plus 250 right. obviously yeah yep exactly also the reds uh, on the money line this is a matchup between sunny gray and aaron nola reds in most spots about plus 120 plus 125 uh derek we talked earlier about the fact that they're only two games back in the wild card now in the loss column and that they have the easiest remaining strength of schedule in baseball uh coming in and how about this they're up three nothing <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Maybe they, you know, maybe they can can make a run here. They they certainly have talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, Derek, you were on the Yankees yesterday on the Yankees, and then that was a successful game for them, uh, despite them trying to give it away in the ninth inning once again. Uh, on the Yankees again today, uh, you know, they got an interesting pitcher on the hill in Nestor Cortez, who has actually done pretty decent job as a starter going up here against Giolito. Uh, what do you like about this Yankees team with the edge that they have today? Yeah, I think it's really just that that people, you know, they they haven't heard of Nestor Cortez, and so that's going to play into uh, going to play into the odds. And like you said, he's not a terrible pitcher. He's you know a little below average, but he's not a bad pitcher. And and they're facing the White Sox. Like everyone knows, the White Sox are, are leading the division. The White Sox are really good. Uh, sure, that that's true. 
but the odds on the Yankees today are are quite favorable. Like I'm seeing plus 160, and th- those are good odds for for a team that has a, a better chance to win than that. That this offense is better than the White Sox offense by by a good amount. So wow. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm seeing. So Derek, going back to the idea of the value on these dogs, and you talked about your model with a 38% chance to win versus an implied odds of 32% maybe help people out a little bit here when it comes to betting some of these underdogs, because they obviously are unattractive teams in the standings, but understanding the idea of the regularity with which you bet versus getting the value back on these big numbers. Right. So this is very much a long-term approach and that's the way you should approach sports betting. Like you're not just making one isolated bet and hoping to win and you're going to cash in your chips and get rich. And that's going to be the end of your, your whole sports betting career. Like this is, Baseball is a long season. There's, you know, roughly 180 days worth of games. And every single day, you're going to have value on on multiple different teams. And so if you're following a consistent process over time, um, it doesn't matter if you lose on an underdog bet, you know, seven times out of 10. You know, if you win those other three times and the odds are good enough, you're going to wind up making more money on those three wins and they're going to cancel out the seven losses. And so over time, you know, if you're betting favorable spots with edge, even if they're underdogs, even if they're unlikely to win that day, uh, you're going to wind up profitable in the long run. And that's not to say bet on every single underdog, um, but where there's value on them, sure. You know, I joked around with a couple of friends at the start of the season. I said, look, try just take the worst team in baseball if you want. Take the Orioles or whatever and just bet on them every single game of the season. Because even if they lose 100 games uh, with the average money line of maybe plus 200, you're going to pull out ahead at the end of the season. So it's something that I kind of joked about. But it does make a total – it makes so much sense because you know it's in order to be successful long term, you do have to find this plus money value. And you're right. If you win one of these games, it cancels out essentially three of those losses Uh, when you look at your models and your implied odds maybe to make the postseason does any future bet stand out to you as contradictory to what the implied odds are at this point not really earlier in the season sure like for a long time there was really favorable odds on the Phillies and and that's not the case anymore like I think some books have even pulled pulled those odds off entirely Um, if I was going to bet anything right now, it might be the Dodgers. I still think that, um, you know, the Dodgers are considerably better than the giants. They still have some ground to make up, but you know, you're getting almost even money odds on them to win the division now. And I do think they are, they are the favorites. So if I was going to bet a division, it would be, it would be Dodgers. Curious your thoughts on the Cincinnati Reds as we come down the stretch overall here, as we know that they have now closed the gap uh, with the Padres. Uh, They have, by strength of schedule, the easiest remaining schedule. The Padres have one of the most difficult, but of course uh, there is uh, some gap between the rosters. What do you think about who gets the second wildcard spot between the Padres and the Reds? I still think I give the edge to the Padres, but it could wind up being pretty close. Like you said, strength of schedule matters. Um, you know, San Diego's the better team, but this is this could be a close one. You, you, you talk about the Dodgers, how high you are on them. Uh, the Mets at home tonight, Sunday Night Baseball, Carlos Carrasco on the hill against Max Scherzer. Are the Mets live dogs, or is there just something about this team and the way that they've been underperforming lately that rubs you the wrong way? Yeah, this is a situation where I think there's actually value on the favorite, and 
you know, more often than not, the value is on the underdog or it's just a wash and you don't want to bet anything. But in this case, I think I would take the Dodgers. Um, Carrasco, you know, in my article today, I mentioned a few things about him that are um, perhaps a little concerning. It's only been three starts, but he is coming off an injury. His spin rate is down almost 300 revolutions per minute on his fastball. Um, he's using his fastball less. He's using his changeup less. He's using his sinker a lot more, which is not ideal. Like sinkers are generally the least effective pitches in baseball. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think the Dodgers are, I mean, I, I think lately it's, it's happened a few times. I think the Dodgers are being underrated by the market, which is weird because they're really good. Everyone knows they're really good. You usually don't see value on them, but you know, the implied win percentage for them today is about 62%. And, uh, the bat, my, my model has it at 65. So I think there's a little value on the Dodgers. Derek, uh, let's get nerdy here for a second with about a minute left. You talked about spin rate and that uh, Carrasco's is down. A lot of talk about spin rate midseason when the crackdown began. Uh, have you seen any noticeable effects that would affect the way you bet particular teams, particular pitchers, anything like that? I mean, it's all going to be a case-by-case -case basis thing. I do think more was made out of it um, that, than the actual effect is. But, you know, some pitchers are going to be impacted more than others. And so it's all kind of case by case. Certainly understandable. And keep an eye uh, on Derek's work where he'll have a lot of those cases laid out for you day by day. You can find him here at VEASAN and VEASAN.com. Derek Carty, thank you very much for a second straight day for giving us your baseball insight. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Well, Scott, uh, we have a little bit of scoring over in the National Football League. I emphasize a little bit. We're in the second quarter. Carolina Panthers <laughs> have a 6-3 to three lead over the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we are pretty much even money live. Still 33.5 now. Juice to the under in that game as we head toward halftime in that barn burner from Lucas Oil. When we come back, we'll dive in on these two teams. Tell you more about what we think about the Carolina Panthers and those Colts coming into the 2021 NFL season. You're locked in to VEASAN's Betting Across America here live on the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.